Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. With their striking bold colors and flashy fins, betta fish are one of the more popular types of fish sold for home aquariums. Perhaps because, unfortunately, there are a number of misconceptions about these creatures. The truth is that they're not as hardy and easy to care for as many believe. Betta fish, sometimes called fighting fish, are tropical fish native to Southeast Asia. Wild betas typically live in rice paddies and other shallow, stagnant bodies of water. Because these wetlands routinely shrink during the dry season, betas hop from puddle to puddle, trying to find a reasonably deep pool where they can hang out until the rains return. Due to these conditions, betas developed what's known as a labyrinth organ that gives them the ability to obtain some oxygen from the air as well as the water. The suborder that includes betas are sometimes called labyrinth fish or gourami. Betas got the nickname fighting fish due to their territorial nature. During the 1800s, perhaps especially in what's now Thailand, the fish were bred for this purpose and fights were forced for entertainment. Betas were first introduced to the United States in the early 20th century. Wild betas generally have small fins and are dull green or brown in color, but today's pet betas have been bred to be quite colorful with elaborate fins. With proper care, a pet beta can live for two to four years. But before you buy one, make sure you're aware of these five common fish tales about the beautiful beta fish. Perhaps the most widespread myth about betas is that they can live in small bowls. The opposite is true. Beta fish need a tank that's at least five gallons, about 20 liters, and 10 gallons or about 40 liters is better. The origin behind this persistent myth is uncertain, but it may come from the fact that betas are often sold in small containers and because they have some ability to breathe out of the water. But betas can be stressed if they're housed in close quarters, especially if they share space with fish perceived as rivals. Small tanks mean there's nowhere to hide. Even when housed alone or with fish that they get along with, they still need hideouts to escape to. But while the tank should be spacious, it shouldn't be too deep, as betas are more comfortable swimming back and forth, not up and down. We spoke via email with Matt Layton, a longtime betta fish owner and editor of VivoFish, who explained that betas should be kept in tanks no deeper than 12 inches or 30 centimeters, noting that their fins aren't that powerful. He said, if it's too deep, the beta may not be able to get up to the surface as easily. It's heartbreaking to see a beta struggling to climb and then be pulled down to the bottom by his tail. Another myth is that beta aquariums don't need a water heater or filter, but betas are tropical fish that need to be kept in water ranging from 76 to 81 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 24 to 27 Celsius. Unless your home never veers hotter or colder, you'll need that heater. A water filter is important too, even though wild betas live in murky puddles. Without a filter, the fish's excrement and uneaten food can make the water toxic. Though be sure to purchase a filter with a gentle flow, as betas' delicate fins do better in calm water. In addition, their fins could be damaged by the suction in higher flow filters. Meanwhile, it's actually true that betas don't mind being alone and that they tend to have issues with other fish. If male betas are placed together or placed with other fish that have bright colors and large fins, their natural territorialism often prompts them to fight. However, they can definitely live with other aquatic creatures, such as ghost shrimp, snails, and African dwarf frogs. They can also live with other species of fish, but they do best with bottom dwellers with small fins as they're less likely to fight over territory, like the coolie loach. 
female betas can often live harmoniously together given adequate space, which means at least five gallons or 20 liters per fish. But always introduce new fish slowly and monitor them. Guides online can help you acclimate your existing fish to the idea of a new tank mate. Tricks like rearranging hiding spots and feeding your current fish before adding a new one can help. But you should always watch them carefully for a few days and be prepared to move an aggressor to another tank or another home. Another misconception is that betas can live off of plant roots alone. While beta fish are often sold in small vases with a plant, betas are carnivores, not herbivores. In the wild, they chow down on insects and larvae. So feed your pets fish pellets or flakes specially crafted for betas. You can supplement with high-protein treats such as bloodworms and brine shrimp. But remember that fish can become overweight, just like any pet. So feed in moderation, ideally only as much food as the fish can eat within three to five minutes. Finally, don't expect a beta to be a layabout. Many people observe betas in pet stores where they're often kept in small containers that hinder their activity. And many owners erroneously keep their beta fish in unheated water, which makes them lethargic. But Leighton says that beta fish are playful in the proper setting. He said, I've seen them push moss balls around, dance around their tank, display their tails, and generally be quite active. Betas are inquisitive and will interact with plants, toys, and structures, floating or sinking. Just make sure they're fish safe and don't have any sharp edges that could hurt those beautiful fins. Today's episode was written by Melanie Redzikin-McManus and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other fishy topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 